Here we are for week eight, take two. Steve's a little upset with me because we just recorded half the podcast and I realized that I forgot to hit the record button on the audio. So he's a little angry right now, but I'll get over it. It wasn't that good. I think we we didn't do that good the first time, so it's fine. All right. So week eight. Um, and first of all, I think we need to talk about the weather because there's a few games this week that are going to be affected by the weather. Um, Hold on real quick. This is the record button. <laughs> it is. Two inches from her that it's she recording. forgot to hit. And we just talked for 40 minutes about week It was eight. more like 20 minutes. And at least I realized it halfway through. Unbelievable. I could have realized it. This is it. like the stupidest thing you've done. <laughs> you know, mistakes happen. And well, I Mar- Murphy barked through half of the well, damn thing. Yeah, that was the other thing. It's mischief so, night. People like are running like, around and they got their dogs all barking. So they probably wouldn't have heard half of it anyway. So it's a good thing. So we're just starting over. Okay. Smile and let's go. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. So uh, bad weather in a few games. Ve- uh, Las Vegas at Cleveland, Minnesota at Green Bay, uh, New Orleans at Chicago. Patriots at Bills, Titans at Bengals. So all the like high total games potentially have bad weather. Um, And by bad weather, I'm basically referring to wind because I think that's really the only thing that affects the football game. Um, So the Vegas Cleveland game has a 25 miles sustained winds with gusts up to 40 miles an hour. That's pretty windy. Um, Same thing for the Packers and Bears a little less so. And... um, Tennessee is kind of on the the border, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, But it has affected the totals on these games because most of these games have dropped by five points on the total. Um, So that's big, especially we'll talk a little bit later about it. But like the Bears game for me, I think New Orleans is going to struggle in the passing game anyway. So that just kind of hurts the Bears with being able to sling it around with Foles, bring it down. If it's slinging around with Foles like they did last week. Yeah. All right, so let's go through from the top here. Uh, first game is Indianapolis at Detroit. Um, and my initial take on this game would kind of be my same take I've had. I don't trust Philip Rivers, especially on the road. Um, so I'm going to take the points with Detroit. I'm with you, home dog, getting three points. I like Detroit as well. Um, fantasy play, Jonathan Taylor might be a good play because uh, you can run on Detroit. Um, all right. Anything else on that game? Nah, not really. All right. Next game is Minnesota at Green Bay. So these teams played in week one, uh, at Minnesota and Green Bay won that game pretty handily. I think it was like 43, 30 or so. Um, and I still like Green Bay again in this game. Now they're back at home. Um, Minnesota is coming off a bye last week, but I don't, I don't think that matters. Your take, Steve. All right. So game check on this is a six and a half point line. It opened, it stayed flat at six and a half so far through Friday night. 
Um, Dalvin Cook's expected to play, but he's not def- definitive that he's going to play. Questionable. Uh, but what I what I just saw online, it said that he's expected to play. Um, Minnesota comes in at one and five, already of losing to Green Bay earlier in the season, as my beautiful wife alluded to. Um, and Green Bay is five and one. To me, this is an ebb and flow game where this is a division rival. I would even. I even like the money line here for the Vikings. I'm on the Viking side here. I think, you know, they kind of had a week off to regroup. They get Dalvin Cook back in this game. It's going to be impacted by the win. So I know that um, <clears throat> starting running back from Green Bay is out, right, Aaron? So I like Minnesota here. I don't. I like Aaron Rodgers and I like Green Bay. The other thing I'll mention is that this is a heavy survivor play on Green Bay. So with what I just said, I would stay away from this. I would definitely stay away from this. It's too questionable as a division matchup uh, to take Green Bay in this game. I think that um, this could be the trap game for survivor players. Of course, we're on the opposite side here. So, so what I'm looking at is 98% of people selecting this game or taking Green Bay. I just don't see Minnesota's path to victory. They run the ball. Aaron Rodgers is going to chuck the ball to Devontae Adams. Minnesota's... I mean, he comes out and he throws three interceptions, and then there's times where, you know, he slangs the ball. Cousins? Yeah. I would say there's times he comes out and throws three interceptions, and there's times he comes out and doesn't throw three interceptions. I don't know if he slings the ball. Well, I will say let's let's but, I you know, mean, six and a half points. With Aaron Rodgers can sling the ball with the best of them. This Minnesota Green Bay matchup historically could be one of the most un in, unable to predict matchups because they just know each other so well, more so than a lot of other division rivals. And it's even you know back to the Brett Favre days. You know he struggled mightily against Minnesota. I think it's the same thing here. I think you take the points and uh, hopefully the Green Bay doesn't blow them out. Mm. Okay. All right, we'll see who's right on that one. New England against Buffalo. New England's traveling to Buffalo, and um, they're opened up as a three-point favorite for the Buffalo Bills. It's now up to four points. The over-under is is impacted from 46 down to 41. Do you have any thoughts on this game? Um, The only thing that worries me is I I read a stat that Sean McDermott is 0-6 against Belichick. Um, But other than that, Little stat. It, that means nothing. This is, in my mind, this is Buffalo. Buffalo thinks this is their coming out party. So, yeah, I mean, the Patriots haven't looked good. Cam hasn't looked good. And to top everything off, now you have Edelman out. Um, I don't know who Cam's throwing to. Yeah, New England doesn't have much. It's tough to be on the New England side here. So, yeah, I don't. I don't see New England's path to victory. The, the only other thing I'll add is that, you know, you look at last week and the Bills struggled with the Jets when they went to uh, New Jersey to play them. And to me, that was the classic look at a head game, right? Because they know they have New England on the ropes in a division struggling at two and four. And the Bills right now are sitting in the lead of five and two. So years and years and years of frustration of Tom Brady and the New England Patriots beating the Buffalo Bills. They think this is the revenge game. And I think, you know, clear signals last week, they struggled and did not cover against the Jets that they were looking ahead to the Patriots. So I think they'll be prepared and I'm starting to talk myself into a Bills play here. But with the line going up over three, be careful. All right. It is Belichick. Hmm. 
And he seems to have Josh Allen's number. Yeah, maybe, but that was kind of the more like running Josh Allen, I think, not the one that was airing it out a little more. And I think John Brown is back this week. I'm just not really sure like what if that's been a difference maker in these last few games where they've struggled not having him on the field, but he is going to be back this week. So, so are you playing Buffalo here? Yeah, I think you got to. I mean, I, I don't know how you can take New England after like what's happened the last two weeks. And the fact that Edelman is out is just that much more. It's just amazing to me the change from year to year. You got COVID and a pandemic and people bunkered inside their house. And you got Jacqueline picking multiple weeks against the New England Patriots. I mean, it's crazy well, how things have changed in a year. I don't know what totally happened because Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Well, I mean, he, <clears throat> they looked fine when they played Seattle like a couple weeks back. And no, then I love it. It's music to my ears. It shows I don't know. That. Like Cam. I don't know. Maybe it's lingering effects of COVID. I don't really know. It shows me I have a chance to turn you to the Eagles. But like I said before, Cam is kind of in the same position that Tom Brady was last year. He doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. So I don't know how you succeed that way. All right. So let's move on to the next game. Tennessee at Cincinnati. This is another one where it could be affected by the winds. But I think... um, I like Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins the game. I don't know that I'm going to would play them at a touchdown because they're the line went up from minus three and a half to minus seven and Tennessee. Most of their games are pretty close games um, and they don't have a really good defense. So I think Cincinnati can put up points. It could be a back and forth game. If you take the weather out of the equation, both team are coming up are coming off uh, heartbreaking losses. <laughs> Right. Well, Cincinnati had uh, Cleveland. On I mean, the ropes. T- uh, Cincinnati's at least <clears throat> at least used used to losing. Yeah. Um, so Tennessee a obviously field goal to tie the game, right? Was it to tie the game? Would have tied him. Yeah. yeah he just I knew don't. he was going to mess it. I mean, I knew he was going to mess it. I was like, I can't we even watch watching that whole game because he's going to mess it. I it and he happen. missed it. So. Tennessee's five and one. Cincinnati's one five and one. Right. And I, my when I first look at this game, all I think of as much as I like Tennessee and. You know, obviously Cincinnati's not that good. It's too many points. It started at three and a half. It's gone. It, the public's bet it up to seven. I think at seven, it's too. It touchdown is too many points. I look for Cincinnati to play inside that number. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not an official pick, but um, I could see it being high scoring again if we take weather out. If the weather's not a factor, um, if you had to play, then I guess you Cincy. get get a benefit that it dropped by five points. So. But I think, yeah, Tennessee definitely wins. All right. Next game is Las Vegas at Cleveland. Um, so another game with the weather, um, potentially the wind. And it seems like Derek Carr has been throwing deep a lot. So I think that could the wind could definitely affect that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't trust either one of these teams, to be honest. Um, I could see Cleveland just running the ball and winning. I could see Vegas winning. I think Vegas is probably the better team, but they're just inconsistent. All right. So the Vegas comes in at three and three and Cleveland's five and two. Do you know who uh, Cleveland's beat this year at five and two? Well, I do because we already <laughs> because I talked about this the last time when you didn't hit record. Yes. Well, let um, me tell you, Jacqueline, in case you you don't know, in case you don't know, they beat Cincinnati twice, right? They beat Washington and Dallas from the NFC East, which we all know they suck, and they beat Indy. And they so got they're inflated five and two, 
and I don't think they're that good. They're the Raiders are getting points here. It opened up at three and a half. It's down to two and a half. This is a very, very strong play for me. I love Las Vegas in this situation. I think they get the win here all day. I will take the points and run. Okay. I agree with you. All right. Next game uh, is the New York Jets going to Kansas City. Now, the line on this game is 20 points. That's a, a lot, lot of points. Of points. It's a lot of points. And it, I don't think you can play it. Like, I can't take Kansas City at 20, but I can't take the Jets either. So what do you do? You don't touch it. Yeah, I don't think you can. This is the only game where looking at percentages of people played the game, have taken one side or the other for survivor pool. This is like the only game I remember seeing zero on the Jets and 100 on the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think I've seen 100 to zero in the, in these percentages. Somebody always takes – there's always some knucklehead on the other side. This game is so bad for the Jets that nobody's taking them in a survivor pool. Um, so the only thing I will do in this game is play Le'Veon Bell in fantasy because it's the Le'Veon Bell revenge game, Adam Gase. Yeah, we'll see if they give him a chance to kind of rub it in because Andy Reid's not necessarily that type of coach where he would uh, try to disrespect or do anything to another team. But if they get up, they're going to have opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, he had Le'Veon Bell had some play last week. So could, I think could you he do gets it a, under the guise that you want to get him more reps in the offense exactly. and get him more comfortable? I mean, you could totally run the ball up with Le'Veon here. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's worth a shot. Who knows? Did his teammates like him? They all might be, you know, licking their chops to get hits on Le'Veon. Who? The, the other Jets? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure they all they, they all hate Adam Gates, so it's kind of like a I mean, I'd want to have Bell even if I Adam liked him Gates because haters. I'd be mad at him that he was able to that escape. That he got out. <laughs> that he got caught. Escape from New York. Yeah, I think they all went out. I don't think anybody likes Adam Gates. Right, it's a tough game. It's 20 points. Except the what? owner of the New York Jets, apparently. <laughs> all right. Next game, L.A. Rams at Miami. And I have to say, it's two a time. I'm very disappointed that it's two a time, and I don't understand why it's two a time. I personally love Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the worst part is he was actually playing well this year. And yeah. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. like tipping one out for my homie, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's been waiting all his career for a shot like this and a team like this up and coming. He's got him playing well, and then he gets yanked for Tua, the kid. Yeah, I mean, the timing didn't really make sense to me. I feel um, bad for Fitzpatrick. I got season-long bets on Miami, multiple mm -hmm. ones, and I love where they were going. I will tell you, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is quarterbacking this game, I love the Rams. Well, that's, I mean, I love Miami. I'm sorry. That's probably the reason I hate it the most is because in, when it comes to betting football, like I love Ryan Fitzpatrick because you just always take the points on Ryan Fitzpatrick and yeah. you just hope that you don't get it, get the Fitzpatrick race throws the pick instead of the touchdown. Well, who knows but he usually comes be. through. Well, so. going, the Rams are coming in as a three and a half point favorite with Tua starting. Now, Tua did look kind of mobile and. You know, threw the see, ball hard on the run in the one play we got to see from him last week. So it looks like the kid could have a shot, but it's a rookie quarterback against this defense. But um, what's his story? Was he like hurt or something and he fell in the draft or he was like a high pick? Yeah, he got hurt at the end of the season. He was uh, the quarterback of Alabama. Actually, the story goes like this. Tua replaced um, the guy the Eagles draft, drafted from Alabama. So uh, Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts was a starting quarterback for Alabama. Tua came in and took his spot. Hurts transfers to Oklahoma, has Oklahoma in the final four, right? So you got Tua. Then Tua gets hurt. So 
he actually uh, drops. He looks like the number one pick drops to like maybe six. So now you have to look going forward at Tua versus Hertz, who if Hertz actually gets an opportunity uh, to play, who's the better quarterback? Because Tua, Tua was chosen by Saban over over Hertz, and Hertz looked really good. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I I would have to go with the Rams, but like I hate not knowing. You know, like I don't know what to expect out of Miami with two as quarterback. It's tough. You can't get crazy on this game because it, at the end of the day, it's a rookie quarterback against a staunch. Uh, well, and I also Rams wonder defense. if like was the Rams a good like game to start him in because you do have Aaron Donald. It's all about timing. You got an extra. You know, you get the full week of practice. Maybe you, you get an extra day or two. Um, I'm sure Tua stayed back and prepared as opposed to the rest of the guys who are given, you know, four or five days off. But you go into the bye because you have more days to prepare. Mm-hmm. So you don't look at who you're playing. But I agree, it's a tough matchup, you know. Hey, if we're lucky, honestly, and I, I feel bad because I have some Dolphin fan friends, Tua goes out, gets hurt, fits right back in. We get the benefit of three-and-a-half-point line. Well, do you think they'll <laughs> trade Fitzpatrick? It's possibility. I mean, if I was the Cowboys – Right? Wouldn't I go for Fitz? I've done stupider things like draft all. Well, I think there's a lot of teams that would take Fitz. Like give the Raiders three number one picks for Amari Cooper. I would Um, trade for what, dude? What do you think you get for the Cowboys for Fitzpatrick? I would be lining up to get Fitzpatrick over the trash that they're rolling out there now with the Red Rocket. Well, I don't even know if the Red Rocket's playing this week, is he? The Red Rocket. (laughs) Murphy. Jesus. The Red Rocket. Steve. (laughs) Thinking about Murphy getting excited. All right, that's enough. (laughs) Moving on. All right. So did you have a play on this game or no? Because I noticed when you when you Small left Miami. when you left the room in anger that you actually had Miami right now. And yeah, I, I would actually play Miami here because I think uh, I, I like it. The home dog getting points. You just rough it out and see what happens. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Short week for the Rams. Don't forget, they just played a very aggressive Minnesota or uh, Chicago Bears defense. On a short week, so um, they're—I'm sure they're licking their wounds a little bit because that's a tough physical matchup. So the, the spots, like I said, if Fitzpatrick was here, I'd be all over Miami. I'm still liking it as a little play on Tua, but I'm not going to sell you on the quarterback play of Tua. We'll see what happens. All right, small play. Um, so next game up is New Orleans at Chicago, and this is another one with the weather impact. And this is also Drew Brees on the road. In the, I guess that's not a dome, right? They play outside Soldier Chicago Field. Chicago is not a dome. Soldier Field. I never understood why. Have you ever heard of the as Fog a, Bowl? As a little like aside here, I never understood why in the NFL all the teams that play in like warm climates have domes, and the ones that play in the really cold climates are open. Like it seems to me, it should be the opposite. Well, the. Historically, these cold weather teams like Chicago, Minnesota, Minnesota had a dome, right? Um, have been in the league for a longer period of time. A lot of these warmer weather teams are getting stadiums built, you know, more recently, and they could afford to spend the money to close the domes because, like, if you look at Arizona, it's so damn hot there. You don't, yeah, wanna, but is it that hot in December? Like in Arizona, it is. It's it's you know it's humid. There's no no. There's it's no dry humid. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's pretty damn hot there. It's hot. I thought that somebody was ninety five there, and we're dealing with what? It's down the forty here. <laughs> um. 
Well, okay, but so like, didn't the Eagles just rebuild like Lincoln Financial Field? Or, right, look, we're getting distracted. Can I talk I'm about just this asking. game? I mean, Can who I cares? Ask? This is what I want to tell you All because right. this is like my best play of the week. I love the Bears. Take the Bears here. They did not look good uh, Monday night at the Rams on the road. They're going to come back, completely flip the script on New Orleans. New Orleans has no Michael Thomas. I don't believe that Emmanuel Sanders is back because he's still dealing with the COVID situation. They have nobody to throw the ball to. So when you take the, as good of the Bears defenses and you're just going to basically um, play, make sure they don't run the ball um, with Kamara, I like the Bears here. I think the outdoors, New, New Orleans doesn't really play good in, in bad weather. Drew Brees doesn't like the cold. And let me tell you about Foles. I mean, Foles has a history here against the Saints. I mean, he's got something to play for here. He does what? not like the Saints. Why? In 2014, when he was on the Eagles, he left the field with the lead. Um, with 4.54 left in the fourth, they had the lead 24 to 23. He never got back on the field because Drew Brees drove down the field and he kicked a field goal with no time left. So he was licking his wounds there. That was when Foles was the starter um, through like 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, again, in 2018, they drove down the field after they won the Super Bowl and he took over again for Wentz and they were down. Like 20 to 14. Oh, so my God. Can we move on? It. You're boring me with the Nick Foles. He throws a ball to the 20, goes through Alshon Jeffrey's hand, and gets intercepted and ends the season. So there's Sounds like Nick a- Foles is competitive. He does not like the Saints. And now you're sitting here with a great defense, right? A little banged-up offense for the Saints. I love this play for Chicago. Ride Nick Foles this week. Really? After watching Home him? Dog. Home after dog. watching him last week, what did they score? Three points? Ask me this. The line opens at three. There's no Michael Thomas. There hasn't been a Michael up, Thomas all year. How's it going up to four and a half? Michael Thomas hasn't played all year. I'll take Chicago. All right. I'm not touching it because I don't like either I side. you off. No, I don't like Drew Brees on the road in the cold. Right, let me tell you something else. You know, we just I don't like Nick game? Foles. So. Let's play this a game, game again. Do you remember when we played Who Did Cleveland Beat? Yeah. Let's play who did the Rams beat? Do the Rams have that same five and two record? Who Why did they are we beat? talking about the Rams? Oops, we just talked about the Rams. <laughs> You're talking about I'm sorry. freaking Nick Foles. I jumped on my notes. <laughs> well, Foles used to play with the Rams. I saw Rams on my I'm sorry. Prior game, though, I have a good stat, though. Rams, I'm t- that's why I do like Miami, is if we jump back. The Rams are five and two. They've got four wins against the NFC East. Come on, they suck. And then they just beat the Bears last week at home on Monday night. So you're admitting that you suck? I'm saying let's jump back to Miami. And even though two is the quarterback, definitely play them. Smaller, but play them. Let's go back to Chicago. Chicago's the play. You don't like New Orleans. Would you like to move on or would you like to add anything else? No, let's move on. All right. Yeah, Bears line's going up. Take the Bears home. Dog. Boom. Love it. Next game is San Francisco at Seattle. You can keep rolling on this game if you like. I mean, I kind of like Seattle here as a little bit of of uh, actually. I would say I like them more than I like Miami, well, this, but less than I like Chicago. This game, the line went down from six and a half to three. Yeah, because they have no running back. Because <clears throat> Carson's not going to play. It looks like Carlos Hyde is. Well, I think it's not encouraging that he's going to play this week. I think Carson is questionable. They're all questionable, but it does not looking good. So there's a chance that it's going to go down, but. San Francisco's running well, back situation isn't much better either. Oh, I hate I hate Kyle Shanahan. I just have to he say that. He's going to get the ball there. You don't know who the running back is on any given 
day. And when you think you know, it's somebody else. And he sucks for so fantasy. You can't play anybody in fantasy. Here's my thoughts on this game. They both have disheveled running games, so you're not sure who's going to play, who's going to run the ball. So let's just kind of even that out, right, from a running game So, okay, game if it comes down to passing, then that's, that's where it, I'm going. Who are you going with? you got San Fran minus Debo Samuel, who's probably their most electrifying receiver. Well, right? now they got you that IU guy. Yeah, but they're more effective when both of them are on the field together, and they seem to struggle earlier in the season when they when that's when their struggle started is when they Debo Samuel's exited the lineup, so he's definitely going to be out for a couple of weeks. I dropped him in my fancy league. I was big on Debo. Just you know, I'm dropping. I'm not going to wait for two or three weeks. There's other guys out there that can help you, especially this is crunch time. But my point is, there's no Debo Samuel, so who's who's offense and passing game? If it comes out, if you think it's going to come down to the passing game, who's are you going to take? Seattle. And you're opening up at six and a half. Vegas thinks they're a six and a half point favorite against San Fran, and it's bet down to three. I mean, I lo- I I like Seattle here. The more I talk about it, I'm starting to love it. But it's yeah, less than I, I like the Chicago game. I agree, and this is the only game that had a high total that stayed at a high total. Um, but I do think it can be a shootout. Like I think there's going to be points. I think San Francisco is going to put up some points, and maybe Jimmy G has a good game. Yeah, well, they're definitely feeling confident coming off that win last week going into New England, right? Well, and they probably they need this win because this is this a desperate division. Well, you, that's a good point. That is a good point that we should kind of like really make that point here to because they're we all, should ease up on Seattle a little bit. Because well, they're you, all pretty tight in that division too. Yeah, right? and listen, a win or loss here is not going to kill anybody. Um, Seattle's at five and one, and San Fran's at four and three. But San Fran's at the bottom of the division at four and three with Arizona and the Rams between. Them in Seattle. See, this is so like the ebbs and flow of the season by the book. You would say they win here to go to five and three. Seattle comes back down the earth at five and two. Right? Yeah. So I would that's the only thing that has me weary of this game because it is a division matchup and they tend to play each other tight. Remember the great games they played last year? The one at the end of the season um was pretty phenomenal. But in this situation, like we said, with all the injuries, I like Seattle. Yeah, I like injuries to the running back situation. At three, I don't know if I would go above three. I agree. I think it's safe at three. Okay, so all right, let's talk about this next game. Plus, they're coming off a bye, right? They've had an extra week to rest. Who? Seattle. Seattle just played Arizona. Oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah, that was Sunday night. Yeah. All right. By the week before. Why is this game listed here when it's the night game? Do you know? I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Well, would you like to skip it? No, let's not. And, and that's end not with the Eagles, or would you like to get it out of the way? No, let's get the shit show out of the way. So we have Eagles D- big Dallas at Philly. Well, it was funny, you know, when I looked at this I'm line, not pick against them. Jesus, Dallas sucks. Well, when I looked at the line earlier in the week, and a lot of the games had moved a lot, and that was still at three. Listen, if and I was like, that's that- pretty pathetic that it hasn't moved when yeah. um, Dallas is starting like a third string quarterback, but now it has moved up to eleven. Yeah, well, you definitely got. <clears throat> the large Philly action coming in that's going to drive that number. But you get some injury updates. I mean, it, it looks like you're going to have Dallas Goddard possibly back, but the bigger one is they're really struggling at receiver, and they get the first-round draft pick Jalen Rieger back. Um, he had an injured finger, and it looks like <laughs> baby had an injured finger, had to get <laughs> surgery, and now he's back. Now, what's so, up with uh, Deshaun Jackson? He's done, huh? So Deshaun Jackson's not going to come back. If, if he comes back, it's going to be late in the season. But believe me, I have no hope in Deshaun Jackson. I think probably it's flipped now from Deshaun Jackson to um, Alshon Jeffrey as possibly the saving grace for the Eagles if he comes back in place, which I think he's getting close as well. Every week they keep talking about Alshon. But I digress. 
I'm not huge on this game. I mean, the jump the lines jump from three to eleven. It's just how can you can't play Dallas, right? It's whether you're going to play the Eagles or not. And I think um, in this situation, the Eagles so are you're not going to hold you, any punches. They will keep smashing the ball in the end zone if they can. So you're saying you won't take the Eagles at minus eleven? I'm saying that the Eagles are not have not had an impressive season, right? So it's weird to me because when I look at this game and I'm and I've watched Dallas intently through this debacle of a season. They suck. I mean, they played Washington. Well, and could they have not no move the defense, ball. so you you don't think no Philly defense? can move the defense? Well, see, the ball? that's my problem for my Cowboys friends. It's like everybody will Dak this, Dak that. Yeah, well, you got all the money on the offense. I mean, the game changer when you compare the two teams is when the Eagles went out and traded for Darius Slay because both both secondaries were kind of were pretty bad last year, and Dallas did nothing to address it. And the Eagles went and got one of the best cornerbacks in the league, very underrated from Detroit. So, I mean, that's something that's really changing the game. They got no linebackers, but their front their front defensive line is going to put a lot of pressure on Dallas. And I really don't see how Dallas is going to score many points in this game. And I really don't see how Dallas is going to keep Philadelphia off the scoreboard with these guys coming back. They're starting to get healthy. Watch out for the Eagles. But you wouldn't take them at minus 11? Nope. I wouldn't touch the game. Really? Well, well that's you're going to play the game. It's a night game, right? You're going to play the game. Play the over. Well, I wouldn't play the over. Play the over. If you don't think Philly's going to win by more than 11, then don't play the over. I mean, I would take Philly at minus 11 in this. Listen, this is going to be, this This. This could end up being like a 28, this is, this 20, is be the 23 game. The feel-good game for Philly because they're going to win right. and they're yeah. going to beat up on Dallas. And then about, it's going to be talk more about this, game, this big yes. you know, victory yes. that's not really a big victory because the team sucks and they have a third-string quarterback. Let me tell you something. But you're going to be celebrating. This is why you will, I, I got to really... Think hard to consider of allowing you into Eagles Nation if the day ever I comes. I don't want to be in Eagles Nation. It doesn't matter what the records are, what the situation is. Just Any that, win over Dallas is a big win. Don't say it's not a big win. It would be a big win no matter what. And I what. just wish that you guys were in a like competitive you know a division because you would be irrelevant okay. at this point so in the season. Let me put it in perspective. Do you know why this is such a big win to get over Dallas? Because if we don't win, it means that Washington's better than us because they just smoke Dallas. So really, that's the perspective I look at it. If we don't beat Dallas, instead, you know, the Washington's got a good defense. You know, as sad as it is, man, they're gonna. Uh, if we lose this game, right, we're two five and one. Washington's two and five. So you always got that tie. And that well, Dallas would be in first place. <laughs> hmm. This is a big. This is a big matchup. It's a really shitty division. That's what it is. All right. Do you moving. know what I didn't tell you is that I was offered tickets to this game and I turned them down without even saying anything. No, you showed me the the text message. Oh, uh, didn't I? Yeah. From Phil. Yeah. Down the street. Yeah. yeah. Phil invited me to the game. Thanks, Phil. Shout out to Phil for thinking about me, inviting me to the Eagles game. Any other season I'd be in. I'm not really scared of the COVID, but, you know, it's going to be cold Sunday night. I'm getting old. I just turned 44. You know you were supposed to wear your Joker costume tonight, too, by the way. The Joker costume is not going to work without the makeup, and I'm not putting the makeup on two nights in a row. Anyway, can we get back to football? Did you ever did you watch the podcast last week? Because I threw that picture up. What? The um, Snow White and Prince Charming. No. What, yeah. was that the end? I threw it up when we got to it. Yeah, in the conversation. When we got to it in the conversation, I said I'm going to put it up. I fell asleep halfway through it, and I think I listened, like I was listening, so I wasn't really watching yeah, I popped it up on the screen. It's a little like blurry because I took it from Facebook and I had to crop it. Oh, Jesus Christ. But I, I didn't even know how I did it. I got it like in the middle of the podcast. Like it just popped up. You put up the picture of us as Prince Charming. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, not, not for me. I mean, for you, maybe, but. 
I mean, it's kind of blurry, but I just wanted to mention that because I you look like a tool in that thing. I just did that to impress you. It was before we were engaged or know. married. I mean, you know, girl hot. And you just start dating, says you want to dress up like Prince Charming. And I say, yeah, we're going to be the same kind of theme. Awesome. I'm in. You know, ask me I, to be Prince Charming tomorrow and I'll tell I you what the answer is going to be. I got a lot of no, pushback on that. That's why I'm Joker. All right, moving on. Match the kids' Batman costumes. Anyway. Okay, so next game we have the LA Chargers at Denver. I don't have a lot to say about this game, but I would probably... It went from a pick to minus three in favor of the Chargers. And I like this, Justin. And I'm forever going to call him Hebert. I don't know why I thought his name was Hebert. But it's, it's Herbert. Well, it was so funny. I was listening to the radio the other day, and this guy calls in, and he keeps calling him Hey Bear. And then the, the hosts were, like, laughing at first, but then they started calling him Hey Bear, <laughs> and then everybody was laughing, and it was hilarious. He should just go but with that's what, like, like Everybody loves the, Bobby Bear from back in the 80s, quarterback in New Orleans. Like, yeah. He should just I go mean, with Hey Everybody is, like, popular. So, I don't know. I like the kid. I think he wears, true. like, hair bands, though. That's the only thing I don't like. But He's, a little, um, he's definitely California. I don't know where he's um, from. But he's he's playing in the right place. Um, I mean, going into Denver, it's probably not the easiest place to play Mile High Stadium. But I think he's got enough. I think they win. I'll tell you, I don't have anything written down about this game. I didn't want to talk about it. But I think by Sunday, I'm going to be on Denver. Maybe really? Another home dog. I love Drew Locke. I don't know what it is. I like Drew Locke. Hmm. All right. I know everybody. Well, see, here's the deal. Sometimes you just got to look at the not so obvious. And Herbert... A bear, whatever the hell his name is, is like kind of the darling, and people are going to bet and take the Chargers. And I think that's well, the to real the extent why the that you up. keep like going with the narrative that things have to equalize. Like he's played very well, and they lost like all well, those games. Four, I mean, he so got his no equalize. You know? Well, no, but for him as yeah. a player, he got his first win last week after playing what. He's Four or five games and he's losing close games where he's throwing like 70 yard touchdowns. There's been better teams and better teams this season that went into Denver and lost, right? Such as? That's a good question. Well, I know they've had some tight battles and played some good teams well. I mean, they beat the Patriots. Um, but no, yeah, they beat the Patriots, but that was not home, so... Um, you they, said they're what two and four. Well, they played the Steelers. They lost by five. They were winning that game for a while, and they lost to the Titans by two. So they're at home. So um, who does the other the team they beat? Are, um, the Jets and the Patriots. No, oh, well there you go. And both on the road. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for calling me out because you're right. So, so I mean, I'm I don't go think, back to I don't like this game. I don't think it's going to be like a high scoring game. I think they'll play their defense, but I think the um, the Chargers win. All right, next game up is Pittsburgh at Baltimore. So these are both uh, well, Pittsburgh's undefeated still, right? And Baltimore's what five and one? Is that right? Yeah, it sounds good. Um, division battle. You just made me click away from my. Um... That's one of the things I actually have up is the standings. But Pittsburgh's six and zero. Baltimore's five and one. A win would bring by Baltimore would bring them into a tie. Um, Line opened up at six and a half is down to four. I don't know if you said that already, but you have a tendency to not bring up the line when you start talking about games. I think that's where the way you should lead. Well, maybe you should be the line maker, a line Uh, announcer. Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker. All right. So Stephen Baker is no. Uh, no idea. Should Giants I? wide receiver. 
No, Before my you just time. started watching football like 15 years ago as opposed to 30. Anyway, I like the under here. I think they're going to play a tough, uh, like, tractor pull is the term I used to usually use when I think it's going to be a low-scoring kind of defensive battle. I think this is a classic tractor pull, but people look for it to be the over because they love Lamar Jackson. Um, it's true that Pittsburgh's defense or offense is starting to score more points, but I think that Baltimore's the equalizer because they know Pittsburgh because it's like their big brother, right? They, they're the division rival. They now have to play him. I'm looking for this to be an under. So who's your pick? Not really having You don't one. have one? No. If anywhere, I would lean towards Baltimore because I think because Pittsburgh won last week against that same tough uh, two good records going up against each other. I mean, Pittsburgh's not that good. Pittsburgh's not. They could win this game, but they're not 7-0. I'm the only undefeated team in the league. Good, right? Well, here's the thing. Okay. So they're so, due for a loss. Well, they're due for a loss. But number one, I worry about Big Ben going on the road. Anytime he goes on the road, I worry about that. But um, they were able to shut down Derrick Henry pretty well last week, which I, pains me to say that. So they so, make that field goal and then t- Titans win in overtime. You're saying the same thing? But they didn't. But Derrick Henry didn't have a monster game. Yeah, I know, but I mean, are you feeling the so, same? No, way but I was going somewhere. If you would let me finish my thoughts, then you would know where I was going. Um, if they can shut down the run, if they can shut down Derrick Henry, they can shut down the run. So what does Baltimore do? Run. So if they can shut down Lamar Jackson, then can they win the game? So I don't trust either that Mark Ingram's 100% healthy. I know they continue to, you know, proclaim that even before the bye that he would be back after the bye. Who, Ingram or Lamar? Mark Ingram was the one that was hurt. He was, well, he was nicked was, up in, uh, against the Eagles. Well, but they have like a rotation. Like they don't necessarily stick with one back anyway, right? Um, I mean, Mark Ingram Who's clearly that other gets guy? the more carries. J.K. Dobbins. From Ohio State. Yeah. And then they still I mean, got. I, so I've drafted him in like almost every league and the guy's not getting, you know, as many carries as I thought he would. Well, He's I would, not I even scoring know. points some weeks. But I think this is a this is a game where if you need a really cheap option, he could get more carries here is my point. Because I think Mark Ingram might get less carries this week based off of him coming off the injury. And I'm not sure they're telling us the truth that he's he's um, healthy. All right. Well, I would I would go with the Steelers. I would take the points. Defensive battle. It is a defensive under. battle. Under. It would probably go under. I don't I don't like to play unders. I can't I do it. Bathroom. Can we move this forward? All right. So last game on the list is Tampa Bay at the Giants. And as far as fantasy goes, I'm just going to say this. If you have Mike Evans, play him this week because it's going to be your last chance. <laughs> Antonio Brown's coming back next week. Yeah. And Mike Evans is going to be completely irrelevant once AB gets there. Or he's there. But once he gets on the field. Because Tom Brady... Only has eyes for Antonio Brown. No, I think he's definitely going to throw the heck the ball. I, I like uh, the Miller kid. I think you play the Miller kid. He looked good last week. Well, Chris Godwin's out. Godwin's out, so he's going to get a lot of action. You got to look at Gronk again. He's two in a row. I got over five and a half touchdowns for the whole season. I know. It looked like know. a disaster of a bet. Now two consecutive weeks, Gronk's got touchdowns. Do you know I dropped Gronk? If Brad Foy, if you listen to this, forecast, uh, if you listen to this podcast, Brad, screw you, buddy. Gronk is coming back. I did drop Gronk in that. Line. I dropped him too, and <laughs> and what's McCall picked him up, and now I'm so man, I can't have Gronk back. I really want Gronk back. Yeah, 
Wow. I think I, I dropped him because I, I needed a defense too. Yeah, I couldn't hold on to him. I did not want to hold, drop him, especially because I was getting killed for drafting him in like the eighth round. But um, I did keep him in my other league, so I'm getting a little bit of ground. Well, so action. I mean, it, it appears that Arians is really letting um, Tom Brady make the decisions around there Let's now. Talk about this game. It opened up as an eight and a half point favorite, and it kind of went off the board when we tried to go play the Thursday card at Delaware Park um, because there was a COVID outbreak on the Giants' offensive line, and they're sequestering mm. the rest of the offensive. Oh line. my god! Yeah, so I don't. Well, know. that's not good. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on there. So there could be a breakout because their offensive. Well, their offensive line sucks. To begin with. Well, I didn't hear about anything moving up the game yet. It's Friday night, right? And I think last week they went from like Sunday night game to the Sunday, four o'clock. Well, this is Monday. Yeah. So who knows what the heck's going to happen here. So they so can't move it. Keep it posted. They could move the game back to Tuesday, Wednesday. They can't do it like last week, similar to switch it with a game. You're right. But they could definitely move. The they can game. move it to Tuesday. That's about it. Or else they do the bye week thing. Yeah. Um, so the line now is at 12, Tampa Bay minus 12 and a half, 45 is the over under. What's your thoughts here, Jacqueline? Well, that's a big line. So, I mean, I would think Tampa Bay wins if it was still like eight and a half, I might take that. Um, but I mean, the Giants offensive line sucks to begin with. If they're going to miss parts of that, that's even worse for them. So I kind of hope that Todd Bowles takes it easy on Daniel Jones. But I think the Tampa Bay defense can definitely get after uh, New York in this game. But I don't know. That's a big line. Well, I'm wondering what the weather's going to be like on Monday up there. It looks like a high of 44 and a low of 36, so it's going to be cold. I think um, it's like there could be mostly some. Mostly clear. Yeah. So, I mean, other than it being pretty cold, I guess you're going to get it to, into a little bit of a physical game. And, you know, honestly, if that's the case, then I think you got to look at Leonard Fournette getting a lot of more carries and runs between the tackles. So this might be the Leonard Fournette breakout game. I'm going out on a limb. I don't want that to happen because I have Ronald Jones in a couple leagues, but um, I would play Leonard Fournette if you can get into a combo Sunday-Monday league. Okay. But I think also the Miller kid, you got to play Brady. Brady could torch these guys. But historically, the Giants have played good against Brady, right? They beat him twice well, in the Super Bowl. this is not like the Eli Manning. That's true. I mean, I hate to go back and reference, you know, 2012, 2010, whatever it is, 2008. Um but it's true that it's he definitely seems to struggle against the New York Giants. Nick Foles never played for the New York Giants. No, but Nick Foles played Tom Brady twice and won. Remember that? No, I forget about that. When was that? Was that in Super Bowl 52? Mm -hmm. Was I at the game? Mm -hmm. Thank you, by the way. Thank you so much for watching the kids. They were only two years old and let me go away for the weekend. It was the best thing you've ever done for me. All right. So I guess that about wraps up week eight. Week eight, that's a wrap. Listen, Bears, Vegas, Seattle, Miami. Those are my best plays. I also like Minnesota. I like, uh, I think Detroit, you take Detroit. Do you want to kind of summarize anything or who's your best play? I don't know. Who's your best couple plays if you don't want to like lock it down in the one? I don't know. You're putting me on the spot here. I already said which games I liked. Well, I don't like have a, like, a, oh, my key. God, there's no way they lose. We're, we're opposite on Green Bay, Minnesota. We'll see how that one plays oh, out. I yeah, like okay. I'm going to go with Green Bay. That's All my right, strongest play. $20, right? Okay. Yep. All right. Maybe you'll get an allowance next week. Maybe you won't. Right. <laughs> Peace week, out. Week eight. That's a wrap. Oh, shit. Look, the recorder went off. When? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>